What's going on, everybody? This is Crossover Wednesday, and it is a big one. It is rivalry week here in the NFC East between the two 3-3 three and three teams, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Joining me from Lockdown Cowboys, it is Marcus Mosher. We always have a great time here on the crossovers with Lockdown Cowboys host Marcus Mosher. So, Marcus, how are things going? I know we're both sitting here at 3-3. Three and three. Came to get into 3-3 three, three, a uh, different way going about it, but here we are. We're uh, fighting for first place come Sunday night. Yeah, things uh, aren't going so great on the Cowboys' side of the ball. Started off 3-0, have lost three straight games, including games to uh, Green Bay and New Orleans, which could come back to bite them You know, maybe when we get to December, but they also fell to the Jets in New York. Uh, it, it's been a rough month so far for the Cowboys. Yeah, and the, I think the thing that both teams right now have to look at is a poor week six performance. Both the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, we could say laid an egg in both the respective games. I don't think anybody thought that that Dallas game was going to go the way it went. I actually had them in my survival pool. I mm. had kind of a square pick to go with uh, such a big favorite, but rough. Hey, it came back to bite me and the Eagles, I, I thought they would best Kirk Cousins for once, but it came back to just being the same game that we saw in 2018. And here we are, 3-3. Three and three. One roster is getting healthy in the Eagles. One is getting progressively more injured in the Dallas Cowboys. And before we started the show, we were just talking about all the injuries that are piling up. Marcus, you said that both the tackles should be out. Amari mm-hmm. Cooper should be out. Byron Jones may even be out. Are, is there any more names that I'm missing on that list? Uh, yeah, actually there is, which is absolutely insane to think about. Uh, Tyrone Crawford, the Cowboys, um, you know, defensive end, defensive mm-hmm. tackle, plays a little bit of everything. He's on IR, so he won't be playing this game. Anthony Brown, the team slot corner, uh, has a hamstring injury. I don't expect him to play. Uh, it's a it's a pretty beat up group right now. Uh, there's even guys that are, you know, severely injured. They're going to try to play this game. Demarcus Lawrence has three different injuries that he's dealing with. He's clearly compromised. He's going to try to play, but uh, you're looking at somebody who is nowhere near 100 uh, percent. Leighton Vanderesh has some vertigo going on in one of his ears. Uh, it, it's just a team that really needs this bye week to hurry up and get here. Yeah, I that's the one great thing about these midseason buys and the Eagles fortunately have it later down the stretch week 10 is that when you get into these funks with injuries, it, it is great rather than those early season ones that you saw like the Jets and Browns get early week season four and five, which they normally get from time to time. But you're sitting here. We have a big matchup coming ahead. I don't think anybody's looking to the buy right now. They're all focused to Sunday night. Doug Peterson came out and didn't guarantee a win, but tried to pump up his team. I know that got a little overblown, but hey, if you don't think they're saying things way worse in the locker rooms about each of these teams and yes. they're getting pumped up for this rivalry week, you haven't been an Eagles or Cowboys fan for long enough. I, I've been an Eagles fan now going on 18 years, and it's just the price of doing business between Dallas and the Eagles. It's going to be a tough environment in Jerry World, but When we come back from the break, we are going to get into the offense versus defense of the Eagles going against Dallas in Jerry World. And then in segment three, we'll switch it around and get into both these teams because 
I'm sure there are a lot of Eagles fans that are very anxious for Sunday night. A lot of question marks around this organization. A lot of people are upset that they did not acquire Jalen Ramsey with the way the secondary sits. I know there's a lot of question marks about Jason Garrett and his tenure there. So a lot of these question marks possibly could be answered come Sunday night. So once we get back we after this break, we will get right back into things. So this is Crossover Wednesday here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. So come right back. Today's podcast is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, this isn't just for all of you out there who can't perform. It's for anyone who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Listen up. It's Blue Chew. Blue like the color blue. It's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package so there's no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, none of that awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our Locked On Eagles listeners, visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code LOCKDOWN. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKDOWN to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Eagles podcast today. All right, everybody, welcome back to segment two here of Crossover Wednesday. I am joined, as always, by the host of the Lockdown Cowboys, Marcus Mosier. So, Marcus, the Dallas Cowboys defense, they were highly regarded coming into the year. You'd have Demarcus Lawrence. He signed his big contract, that secondary, those linebackers. All the pieces seem to be coming together, and then you mentioned a lot of these injuries. What is it going to be like for that Dallas defense come Sunday. I, I know Demarcus Lawrence is beat up. Who's going to be there on the defensive line to help him out? What are they going to do in the secondary if Jones and Brown are out? I, I'm really interested to see how the chess pieces move around because, frankly, the Eagles are going to be the exact same way, and I have no idea mm-hmm. how they should line up on Sunday. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot of moving pieces with this defense, but let's go ahead and start with how they've played this season. I think Cowboy fans are generally upset with Uh, how the unit has played, even when they're healthy, even when they've had every single starter available, which was last week against the Jets. uh, This is a a unit that has not played very well. Um, They gave up 24 points to Sam Darnold in that beat-up offense of the Jets. They gave up 34 points to the Packers, and actually 21 were in the first half. Uh, It's not a good defense right now. Part of the problem is you've got a lot of undisciplined play. The defensive tackles for the Cowboys have been atrocious this year. The cornerbacks aren't making plays. But to me, the biggest disappointment has been the linebackers. Uh, everybody knows Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch. They got a lot of publicity last year. Uh, both players have taken massive step backwards, uh, and, and that's really killing this team. I, I know people are concerned about the offense and some of the slow starts. Uh, I'm actually not concerned about that because of the injuries. It's the defense and the lack of uh, urgency in the, the play that we've seen so far uh, that has me concerned. Yeah, I, I've watched them the last couple weeks, and those plays where you see last season, if you were to watch Leighton Vander Esch, especially in that Eagles game when he's getting blocked on the edge by offensive tackle, gets off the, the block and tackles either the running back or wide receiver, it doesn't seem like he's making those instinctual plays like he was a lot last year. And same with Jalen Smith, I feel like they were getting pushed around a lot more than I would have expected. And I, I have definitely seen that, even though they're still – two of the top linebackers in the league. Once they get right, it's going to be good. But on the back end, I want to know what's going to go on when you Mm. don't have Byron Jones out there because 
Alshon Jeffrey just came off a big game against Xavier Rhodes, so I'm interested to see how they line up against him and whoever they throw out there at wide receiver, too. Right, yeah, right. And, and here's the thing I would say about the two cornerbacks that I mentioned that are banged up. Uh, between Byron Jones and Anthony Brown, I think Byron has a better chance of playing. I, I don't think there's any chance that Anthony Brown suits up in this game. Byron, on the other hand, has been somebody who has played with injuries before. Uh, it doesn't seem like his hamstring injury is as bad as Brown's. Uh, but he, if he goes, I, I don't expect him to be 100%. The only good news here for the Cowboys is that they have some incredible depth at cornerback. If Anthony Brown is out, and I expect that to happen again, uh, they're going to slide Jordan Lewis into that slot role. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people around the Cowboys that believe Lewis is a better player anyways. Uh, he's maybe a little bit more of a playmaker. So I don't think that's a drop-off at all in the slot. Uh, you'll have Chidobi Awuzie. He's got some size. He actually played pretty well against Alshon Jeffrey last year. Uh, it, it, the unit might not be as good because Byron might not be 100%, but it's still a very talented group. Yeah, it's, it's funny that you mentioned Jordan Lewis because one of the elements of this Eagles offense that is very explosive right now is Miles Sanders in the passing game. And I feel like Lewis has been in those situations against guys like Kamara and done pretty well for yes, himself. Yes, absolutely. So, I feel like if you're going to get a guy onto the field to shut down an explosive element of this Eagles team, especially if Deshaun Jackson doesn't play, which it is currently trending in that direction. Uh, Garofalo reported on that today that it would be unlikely that he plays Sunday. You're going to have to shut down Miles Sanders because currently he has the most explosive plays over 30 yards for this Eagles team, which is pretty wild to say thinking about all the receiving options that they had coming into this year and Miles Sanders the biggest question mark on him coming out of college next to his pass blocking was because it could he even pass catch right. so now they've gotten that they've gotten the running backs in the right system and are moving them in a direction to play well so I think that Jordan Lewis Miles Sanders matchup is something to watch I, I think Chidobe Awuzie yeah he is a bigger body he matches up very well with Elshon Jeffrey it's just how we're Nelson Aguilar and Matt Collins, and if they even decide to throw J.J. Ortega-Whiteside in the game, going to exploit the wide receiver two position because Dallas, I, I would have all intents and purposes, if I am them, of taking Zach Ertz out of the game and taking yep. Alshon Jeffrey out of the game. And inform me how you guys covered Zach Ertz last year. I, I can't think off the top of my head. W was it mostly Jalen Smith as your coverage linebacker against him, or did uh, Heath drop down and cover him? On the yeah, it, it's it's actually a little bit of uh, both. One of the things that the Cowboys have liked to do, especially in the past, is move Byron Jones away from the cornerback spot to cover Zach Ertz. Mm -hmm. uh, we saw a little bit in the, the Cowboys' second game uh, against Philadelphia last year. I'm not sure they're going to do that in this game if – if Byron is compromised at all, but that is an option for them. Uh, they could also do the same thing with the Wuzier. They could bring him down because he has a little bit more size and athleticism. Uh, they could move him down to cover Ertz. Uh, at linebacker, I don't expect Jalen Smith to be covering uh, Ertz at all. That's just not one of his strengths. What I could see happening, though, and this is something that the Cowboys have done over the last couple of weeks, is go to a more of a 3-3 look on defense where Jalen Smith is almost used as a pass rusher uh, to make a four-man front. And then they used Joe Thomas, who was a veteran linebacker for the Cowboys, played a little bit with the Packers, as a coverage linebacker. They like him a lot. Uh, I fully expect Dallas to, to throw a bunch of players at Ertz. Uh, but they're still one of the worst teams in the league at covering the tight end. I, I would ex I would assume that Ertz has the big day, not Alshon Jeffrey. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I say if you're going to come out and impose your will on this team, 12 personnel is what you're going to have to do. One, because if you're going to run out of 12 personnel, Andre Dillard is getting his first start at left tackle. So you're going to want to support him, get some help to his side. And also in the pass game, you're going to have to have some sets when Andre Dillard, if he is getting overpowered on that edge, you're going to have to bring a tight end to chip. Dallas Goddard has done a very good job of doing that, both pass blocking. He's been, you could put him at left tackle. He has been that good as a blocker, as a tight end. It's truly unbelievable if you turn on the tape of what he has done. People are already saying he's a better blocker than Zach Ertz. And if you turn on, Zach Ertz was at his time in his second year. Sorry, Zach Ertz is a very good blocker in his own now, even though it isn't the strong suit of his game. But they're going to throw a lot of 12 personnel at this team. I just don't have a lot of trust in our wide receivers to make plays outside of Elshon Jeffrey. So if they're going to win this game, it's going to have to be through the middle of the field with those two tight ends in 12 personnel. Try and get Miles Sanders in the pass game a little bit. But I think you made a great point saying that your defensive tackles have let you down a bit. Jordan Howard is coming off a poor game last week against Minnesota. They really did a good job in Zimmer's system of just plugging up the A and B gap where Howard loves to run. I think this is a game that Howard, if they can block it up front against, I would say, uh, inferior to Minnesota front four, uh, John, yeah, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to put it in a way that wasn't too too uh, down. But you still have great players like Demarcus Lawrence. I was a big fan of Tristan Hill coming out of college. So there still are guys there that can make plays. But if they're going to block things right, this is the game to get right and do it against a, def- a defensive front that is down a couple defensive tackles like Tyron Crawford. And I think they've done a good job of blo- blocking up Demarcus Lawrence the past couple years. So they, that entire offensive line needs a bounce back game. They got to keep Carson upright. He's just been taking too many hits this season. So it's going to be a big game in the trenches. And if they can establish the run a little bit, get the 12 per- I know that is very cliche to say. I, I'm yeah. not a big uh, establish the run fan myself. I actually hate the fact that the Eagles are in the bottom five for uh, running on first and second mm. down, especially on second and long, which for an analytic based team, drives me absolutely insane. You must be loving life on your end. Dallas has really changed their mentality the past couple years, going from a run first team to now passing on first down in the analytic community. And myself is taken aback by it a little bit. And it's something good to see. And I think Kellen Moore can throw a lot of PA looks. Oh, we're not even to the offense yet of this, but sorry about that. I uh, got a little ahead of myself. That's all right. That's, that's how this game is going to go. We can talk about that really quickly. Uh, the Cowboy fans love their offense for the first three weeks of the season when, you know, they had they were throwing the ball when they should be running it. They were running it when they should be throwing it. Uh, teams had no idea what was going on. But it seems like the further we get into the season, the more the Jason Garrett style of offense is coming out. You're seeing more first down runs. Uh, I think Ezekiel Elliott had 15 first down runs in the game last week against the Jets. Uh, you're seeing more of Jason Witten on the field rather than three, four wide receiver looks. Uh, the Cowboy fans, super excited in the first month of the season. Now we're getting a little bit nervous that we're seeing the the Jason Garrett part of this offense come out. Yeah, I think that's a, a good way to put it. And you get kind of scared of that notion of, quote, the Jason Garrett offense. And just to finish up on the Eagles defense here, we are petrified of the Jim Schwartz defense as it stands. Because, man, they, what they did last week is just a complete embarrassment. I I don't know how you even can turn on that tape and just not want to just storm out of the room. But 
man, th- this is going to be a game for two teams that are on trending downward to just battle it out. And injuries are going to play a part on both sides of this team, both sides of the ball, both offense, both defense for both teams. Jason Peters is out. You mentioned all the guys on the defensive front, the defensive backfield of Dallas. It's just a game that it's week seven, and it just feels like this is playing for the division, in my opinion, Marks. I, I don't know how you feel about this, but this is arguably the biggest game of the season for both yeah, these teams. Yeah, that's the way that Cowboy fans are taking it for a couple different reasons. Obviously, the winner of this game will have sole possession of first place in the division. But does that – I mean, how much does that really matter in week seven of the season? Right. Not, not a lot. However, if you're looking at it from the Cowboys side of things, a loss here would be four straight losses going into the bye week – it would feel almost like, oh, here we go again. This is another season that's just not going to work out. I know it's just one game of 16, but because it's the Eagles, because it's Sunday night, because you lost three straight games, it's going to feel like a almost like a playoff game. And I know it shouldn't, but that's the way it feels like. Yeah, that's the thing around here, too, in Philadelphia. I don't feel like the sky is falling like a lot of people do, but that's just the way it is. And we have two markets that the media plays a heavy, heavy toll in it. And the talk is right now, this is a must-win game for the Eagles Sunday night. And I feel like that's a must-win game. Jason Garrett, his his seat couldn't be hotter at the moment, in my opinion. I, I don't know what the sentiment is coming out of Dallas, if they would even think to move him in season. But four straight losses to a division opponent at home that I just don't think Jerry Jones would sleep lightly on that if that is the case after Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, there's part of me that believes you're right that, you know, four losses going into the bye week would be bad. But I've seen worse from the Cowboys before. I've seen seen stretches where they've lost three straight games and they scored a combined 16 points in 2017. Uh, I've seen them quit on Wade Phillips and or I've seen them quit, you know, a couple different times before. Uh, I, the the running joke that I always have in the Locked On Cowboys podcast is uh, Jason Garrett's tenure is going to outlast me, my kids, and my grandkids. He's going to be around <laughs> the Cowboys forever, so don't expect anything different. Uh, I, I would like to think that his seat is hot, but I don't think it is. I, I, I think Jerry Jones feels very confident that – Jason Garrett is a top-tier coach. I'm saying that in quotation marks. He did uh, say that, though. I, I did read that yeah, the other day. <laughs> I he mean, would be highly lauded over if he were to make it to the uh, to the open market. Uh, I, I, listen, I don't agree with that. I think 30, <laughs> 31 other presidents in the NFL don't agree with that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I truly don't feel like his seat is all that hot compared to what maybe the national media believes. Yeah, so it, it, it's a – Two coaches right now that have had a tough matchup and going into it, Doug Peterson's offense, they've been doing well in my eyes. They've been sixth in DVOA the past couple weeks, even after that Jets game that was kind of a disappointment. We both had bad games against the Jets. The Eagles come out on offense. It's it's not Carson Wentz that's letting them down. It's just a combination of drops and penalties and just drive-stopping catching fumbles from Nelson Aguilar and Zachary. It's, it's a whole bunch of things, but if I had just one X factor for this Eagles offense coming into this Sunday night game, it, it's Carson Wentz. If he can overpower that Dallas defense and just get this offense clicking, which he has done the past couple weeks, I fully believe that they can come out and win this game. But 
if they just fail to get in a rhythm early, if Doug Peterson just puts up another goose egg in the first quarter, if they just fail to get off or get a third down conversion, which they've had the past couple weeks because they Mm -hmm. backed up due to holding calls, due to uh, uh, Darren Sproles had a chip on one player and a legal blindside block and just stupid things that have just kept them from converting on big downs and converting uh, uh, scores into points. And they've just done this time and time again this season. And I said to Lou a a couple weeks ago on the podcast that if they can just get it right, there's no reason this offense can't be scoring 40 plus points a game when Deshaun Jackson comes back. I know that's a lot in the NFL, but just Carson Wentz's efficiency and DVOA, he's up there this year. His adjusted completion percentage is near 67%. He's just not getting a lot of help from the guys around him. So we'll see come Sunday night if he can go out there and get into a rhythm against that Dallas Cowboys defense. But they haven't made it easy on him the past couple years, and I'm expecting nothing different come Sunday night. Yeah, it's very similar to what the Cowboys are experiencing with Prescott, where Prescott's playing absolutely incredible but the team, the Cowboys have the most drops in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have bad tackle play, tons of penalties. Uh, I think there's been some poor game scripts and some poor calls uh, over the last couple of weeks. So the Cowboys and the Eagles fans are in very similar situations with their quarterbacks where you can't ask them to do, but, to do much more, but it's the defense and everybody else around them that's causing them to, to lose some of these games that they probably shouldn't be losing. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. And as we get into it, we'll talk more about Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense going up against this Eagles. You can call it a defense, but we'll see come Sunday night what they're (laughs) going to put out on the field. It wasn't great against Minnesota, but we'll talk about it more on the final segment here of Crossover Wednesday with Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Cowboys. Today's Crossover Wednesday between Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Cowboys is sponsored by MyBookie. Between football season, the MLB playoffs, the start of the NBA and NHL seasons, it's time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to MyBookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in on the game with MyBookie. Use our promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer, which is MyBookie, doubling your first deposit. That's promo code LOCKEDON to double your cash. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, everybody, welcome back to this Wednesday night, the final segment here of Crossover Wednesday between the Lockdown Eagles and, and Lockdown Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, joined again by Marcus Mosier. We're going to talk a little bit about Dak Prescott. You said that the team has just not been making plays around him. I know that you are a big, big fan of Michael Gallup. I always see you on mm. Twitter singing his praises. I watched that Jets game last week when he had some moments to step up to was fill awful. the role of him. Yeah, I, I, I was going to wait for you to say it. But no, he, he was just, awful. He couldn't do it. And I feel like we have a similar player in that in Nelson Aguilar. He has been the same way. He's a guy that he's a very good wide receiver, too. But when he is asked to step up and be that guy, it just I don't know if it's the pressure. I don't know what it is, but it's just something in his head just and he just can't do it. And I felt like Gallup 
he really got into that rhythm last week where he was just dropping passes that he could have been catching and just how are things going to play out if Amari isn't able to go, which it's not looking like that he will this week. Yeah, so uh, Michael Gallup is certainly a favorite of mine, uh, but he was downright awful in that Jets game. And there's a couple different reasons that you can point to. He's still battling a knee injury. He probably was rushed too back, rushed too quickly back onto the field. Um, but it was just a bad game. I, I, I counted four different drops that he had in this mm-hmm. game. There were some that, you know, you could say the pass should have been better and he should have caught it. But it's ones that I fully expect him to, to catch. I don't anticipate him having a game like that again, like we saw against the Jets. I, I, while he's probably not a wide receiver one, I do think he can function well enough in this game, especially against some of these matchups. I mean, if he's going against Rasul Douglas uh, and Sidney Jones and maybe even Ronald Darby becomes back, he can have success against all those guys. He's a better player than Douglas and Sidney Jones. So I expect him to do well. Uh, we'll see what, what they can do without Amari. Uh, if if Randall Cobb can't come back from his back injury, you're going to have a lot of inexperienced players on the field with Cedric Wilson. Uh, maybe you'll see some more Devin Smith on the outside. Maybe some more Tavon Austin rotating in. Uh, but I fully expect it to be a ton of targets to Michael Gallup if Amari can't go. I think that matchup suits him well because not a lot of these Eagles corners can run. That They just simply do not have straight line speed. And the only one that is a 4-4 type guy is Ronald Darby. And frankly, he's coming back from a hamstring injury. You don't know what he's going to give you. Rasul Douglas by Terry McLaurin and Stephon Diggs have just been cooked on any nine route that they run where he doesn't have single safety help. So if you see Michael Gallup on the outside against Rasul Douglas with no safety help, Dak Prescott should be making that check all day long for him to run a nine route because they've just been burned. They're in the bottom quarter of the league in any pass protection margin or it's just god awful what they did. Even guys like Malcolm Jenkins mm. and Ronnie McLeod were making mental errors last week. It was by far the worst display. Even I think they played better in that Saints game on defense last year, which was a complete embarrassment than they did last week against Minnesota because you knew what Minnesota was going to give you. You knew that Stefan Diggs was going to try and get past your secondary and I feel with guys like a Devin Smith or a Michael yes. Gallup that have unbelievable straight line speed. This is the game Dallas is looking to push the ball down the field because yeah, I, they're going to stop the run. Jim Schwartz is go- not going to take a guy out of the box. Yeah. Just have your way down the field this week. Yeah, I think Devin Smith is going to be the guy that needs to make plays for Dallas. He's been inactive the last couple of weeks now that Gallup has been back. But you mentioned it. If he sees Rasul Douglas or even really Sidney Jones coming off that hamstring injury. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Cowboys take a couple shots down the field. Obviously, Tavon Austin has a lot of speed. I thought he actually looked really good against the Jets last week. He led the team in receiving yards. He had a 25-yard reception called back due to a penalty. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get him matched up against Rasul Douglas a little bit just to see how quickly Douglas can kind of change directions and try to tackle him. I know Douglas is a pretty good tackler, but he's a bigger cornerback that's better against you know more physical receivers. I'm interested to see what he would do against the Tavon Austin on the outside. Uh, yeah, but you mentioned it, even without Amari – the Cowboys receivers, as banged up as they are, they should have a little bit of success here on Sunday night. Yeah, so the the one question is on the guys on the outside, can they get open, which I firmly believe they can. Uh, if Jalen Mills comes back this week, he did practice today. He hasn't played in nearly a calendar year. I can't see him playing more than 12 to 15 snaps if he does. 
there's going to be a lot of moving parts. We don't know who is going to play at cornerback. Sidney Jones was in there last week. He got benched for Craig James. I'm sure no Cowboys fan has ever heard of Craig James before this week. <laughs> uh, hopefully he doesn't get back on the field again because he's more of a, a sixth slash practice squad corner. They've just had a lot of moving parts there the last couple of years and not a lot of continuity. So even if Ronald Darby does come back, he hasn't played in a few weeks. Whatever they do, there is going to be mistakes on the back end. But where I think this Eagles team can have their way is against those two tackles mm. that happen to be out in this game. And if they these edges, which had a quiet week last week and Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham, they need to have a big week, especially against an offensive line that you know is susceptible. I am thanking my lucky stars all week that we don't have to see Tyron Smith because he's just a mammoth of a man. And this is a matchup that you have to win. And there's no excuse for these edges not to get to Dak Prescott. Yeah. And I'll say this. um, I I think their right tackle, Brandon Knight, who is an undrafted free agent, he's really a guard that they've moved out to tackle. Uh, He's been significantly better than Cameron Fleming, who the teams re-signed this off season, who was a veteran that was on the Patriots for a couple of years. Uh, I'm way more worried about that left tackle spot than I am at right tackle. Uh, you could basically put anybody out there, whether it's uh, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat. Uh, they're going to have some success against Cam Fleming. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't seen the Cowboys do a lot to help their tackles. Uh, they will chip with Ezekiel Elliott every once in a while. Uh, but Prescott's still having to hold the ball longer because the receivers, are, again, are inexperienced waiting for them to get open. So it, it might be one of those things with the Eagles where, you know, they might not have the talent on the back end to stop the Cowboys receivers, but the Cowboys might not have enough time to take those shots down the field that we saw Minnesota do last week with Stephon Diggs. So I'm going to be really interested in this matchup. It, it's unfortunate that we can't see best on best here because I, I, I always love enjoying uh, Lyle Collins versus Brandon Graham. Uh, I Fletcher Cox versus Zach Martin every year is phenomenal. We'll still get that matchup. That'll, we will. That's something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, we will. It, it, it's just the Cowboys offense is severely compromised without those two tackles. They can't run a lot of their regular offense without them on the field. Uh, it, it, it's going to be a problem protecting Prescott this week. I feel like the game plan here is, one, you have a lot of quick receivers in Tavon Austin that, frankly, if they get the ball in space – We don't have a lot of playmakers that are going to take them to the ground. You don't have a lot of speed on that back end. We just released Zach Brown this week, Mm. so our linebacking core is a mess. What they are going to do in the back seven this week, it's going to be something that Jim Schwartz, if he can get around to getting that defense under control with what has happened, the movement that has gone on, I, I will finally sing his praises, but right now a lot of people are down on him. There's a huge discussion of, is it the pass rush? Is it the back end? And let me tell you this statistic. Last week, Kirk Cousins got the ball out in 2.59 seconds. You want to know how many sacks there were in the NFL last week that came under 2.59 seconds? I do. I think there were two. If Dak Prescott holds onto the ball, this front four can get to them. The thing is, what are they going to do? Are they going to get the ball out? It'll be interesting to see how they line up these corners. Are they going to be scared that a deep shot is going to come into play early and play them eight to nine yards off of your receivers, which we have seen in the past? Or are they going to trust the front four? It's going to be interesting what they do with Brandon Graham. I think what I would want to do in this game is get Brandon Graham 
in the interior with Fletcher Cox as much as I can and have your two best defensive linemen going up against Dallas's three best offensive linemen because your interior is the strength right now, I would say, yep. with your two tackles sure. being out. So let Josh Sweat win a matchup on the outside, but get BG on the inside where he has rushed the best from this year. Most of his sacks have came from the three-tech and get Fletcher Cox some help because he has been injured and not been himself. So you need the best two players on the interior. Even though Hassan Ridgeway has looked good in his own right, you need guys that are going to get after Dak Prescott. And one way to do that is just to get in the middle of the field and go up against Travis Frederick and Martin and try and win those matchups. Because on the edge, you're going to win. But if Dak Prescott can escape and you just don't set the edge properly and you're going to want to get the pressure up the middle so that you can contain him on the edge. Because if he escapes it, we have not done well against running quarterbacks this year. And it's one thing that I'm going to be intrigued to see how they do against him, because that's a part of this offense that with guys like Cooper out, I feel like you can get him more involved in this offense. Yeah, I would agree. The, the, the one last thing I would say about the Cowboys offense, and I think the Cowboy fans are really curious to see with Cooper out, could, and potentially Cobb, could the Cowboys use more of Tony Pollard to try to get him in space? We haven't seen a ton of him over the last couple of weeks. Uh, is this the game they try to unlock, unlock him, unleash him, uh, get him on some screens, on some slants, just try to get him in space against mm-hmm. these Eagle linebackers and the safeties? Uh, I'll be curious to see what they do with Pollard in this game. I am a big Tony Pollard fan, so the second he was drafted to Dallas, it put a little bit of sour taste in my mouth, but... He is one guy that coming out of Memphis, coming out of that spread style offense, you get him in space, his yak ability is unbelievable. Absolutely. You just see his athletic ability, his his uh, lateral agility is just off the charts. And these Eagles linebackers aren't the most athletic group of people. So yeah, like you said, he is a big X factor in this game. And I think if you get guys in space and you can work the middle of the field, get that Eagles defense to come in a little bit, you can take shots down the field and it's going to be open. I, I don't see why this game shouldn't finish with maybe over a thousand uh, all-purpose offensive yards this game. I mean, I don't see, I can't trust the Eagles defense to contain Dallas. I, they haven't done anything to prove me otherwise. They moved from sixth in DVOA this week to 13th, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. they have just been not good in any element of the game. It's going to come down to getting pressure to the, to Dak Prescott and hopefully being able to cover on the back end for longer than two and a half seconds. But it's coming prediction time. What do you think happens Sunday night, Marcus? Yeah, I think because both teams know that their defenses are going to be rough, they're going to play this pretty close to the vest. Uh, I I think this is going to be both teams try to establish the run early, keep it close uh, until we get to the fourth quarter. I just don't see a way that the Cowboys can be good enough on offense with all the injuries they have. You look at their record without Tyron Smith. It's not good. It's not good without Amari Cooper. Uh, This is a team that needs to be 100% healthy on offense to have some success. I just don't see it happening in this game. I've got the Eagles winning, I'll say, 27-20 to uh, in Dallas. I think that's a a good estimate. I just think this Eagles team, they got a lot of things going right for injury-wise. You're going to have a lot of guys on the back end coming back. Who knows how they even play, but you are looking up in that direction for once. Carson Wentz has played well all season long. There's no reason with the amount of corners that you're going to have banged up and battered and out of this game that 
Elshon Jeffrey shouldn't have another big game, or even Zach Ertz, one of those two guys, whoever's whoever Dallas doesn't take out of the game plan, I just feel will have a bigger game. It'll be interesting to see if Miles Sanders can have another big game in his own right, but this Eagles defense has to step up for this Eagles offense for once. I just feel the energy in that building, the Eagles need it. They, the, things aren't looking. I know Dallas needs it going into the bye. Four straight losses would be tough, but Doug Peterson, if he is going to hold his guys accountable, this is the game to do so. And I think they step up after a big loss wet last week. I think it's closer than you think. I, I think it'll be like 27-24. I, I just, these games are always close in Dallas. I mean, how many times have they gone to overtime or just gone down to the la- to the wire the last couple years? It, it's going to be close. These division matchups are never easy. And any given Sunday when the guys in blue and the guys in midnight green go at it. So we'll, we'll see come Sunday night, come uh Chris Collinsworth slide in who really gets it. Go- yeah, it's going to be a great Sunday night. It's always the best week of the year, Cowboys and Eagles. So Marcus, let our fans know where they can reach you as always at Locked on Cowboys, but where else can they see your work and follow you along on social media? Yeah, doing a lot of different stuff uh, this football season. They have stuff at bookies.com where we do some picks every week, uh, sports book wire, fan sided, pro football weekly, all over the internet. Uh, follow my co-host, Landon McCool, at McCoolBCB. Uh, we do a show every single day. Make sure you guys check us out. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Marcus. And you guys know where to catch us at the Lockdown Podcast Network, as always, on Twitter, at Lockdown Birds at Gino underscore L-O-E. You can find my co-host at D-B-O-C-L-O-E. We actually have some Lockdown Cowboys listeners that follow along with Lockdown Eagles, so thank you guys for the support if you are listening to us. I know it's tough to listen to a Division Rivals podcast, but it is greatly appreciated. We all are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, the best podcast network on the face of the globe the best division in football the nfc least comes sunday night we will see who is in first place so thank you everybody for joining in on this wednesday night and crossover edition of the lockdown eagles podcast and as always i'll sign off with a fly eagles fly